Hi, welcome to New Hope Community Church Online. The sermon you are about to hear was originally given by Pastor Chuck Wilson. New Hope Community Church, to know, to live, and to share Jesus Christ. The title for today is Biblical Surrender. We're in Mark chapter 14. And I want to encourage you, don't go to the beach this week until after church next Sunday. All right, I know you have a lot of beach plans. Wait till after Sunday because I know it's July 3rd, but you can still come to church, go right away to the, to the beach, and still enjoy the 4th because we're going to be looking at a wild passage next week. Actually, I had it planned for this week. Uh, it's about Peter's denial and how Jesus catches him sleeping on the job and the reason why he crashed, which says a lot to us why we crashed uh, spiritually these today, 2,000 years later. Now, I plan to talk about that today, but while I was preparing the passage, I got locked in on one verse, and nobody guessed that verse yet. I put it out in email, nobody guessed it. So I got locked in on one verse, I couldn't get off this one verse, and it's enough. So it's probably good we're only doing one verse because we're getting, we had a lot going on today. So let me pray first. Father, just thank you for your word. We thank you for the testimonies today. We thank you for the worship. We thank you for allowing us to share in the suffering of our our brothers and sisters in Christ in the Philippines. And just pray now that your your word would speak to us, just as we heard the testimony, the power of your word through your Holy Spirit. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. So, the passage is in Mark 14. And I'm just going to go right to the verse here, because we're getting started a little later here. I'm going to go right to the verse. Basically, Jesus predicts Peter's denial, and then he goes into the Garden of Gethsemane and, and uh, catches Peter sleeping, and all the apostles, all the, the twelve sleeping there, catches them all sleeping. But while Jesus is praying, he says something really powerful. Let me pick it up with verse 32. Uh, We'll pick it up with Mark 14, verse 32. They went to a place called Gethsemane, and Jesus said to his disciples, Sit here while I pray. He took Peter, James, and John along with him, and he began to be deeply distressed and troubled. My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death, he said to them. Stay here and keep watch. Going a little further, he fell to the ground and prayed that if possible, the hour might pass from him. Abba, Father, he said, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. That's the verse, verse 36. And once again, we're going to, next week we're going to talk about Peter's denial, Peter sleeping, all the apostles sleeping, asleep on him. We're going to focus on that. But this one, I hit this one, and, and I just couldn't get off of this one. Verse 36, Abba, Father, he said, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me, yet not what I will but what you will. And he starts off saying, Abba, Father. Mark is the only one to record the Aramaic, Abba, which, which means daddy, right? It's an intimate term. It's, it's daddy. It, it's papa, daddy. Think of the, 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 the term that people, young child uses when they have a close relationship with their father. And it's a picture of close intimacy, of love, and of trust. It's the same relationship that God the Father wants with us. It's, a, it's the same one. The same one. That's why Jesus died for us. He died for us. That's why the Son of God died on the cross, so that we could become children of God. It's the same relationship He wants for us. He wants this close intimacy, this love, this trust, that we can go to God as our daddy anytime with anything. In fact, in Romans 8.15, he says, Paul talking about each one of us who have put our faith in Christ, he says, For you did not receive a spirit 
that makes, made you a slave again to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. Every one of us, when we put our faith in Christ, we became a child of God. And we, can, we go to God, not in fear. We go to him with trust and, and, and knowing that he loves us and he cares about us. And when you pray, we pray, Abba, Daddy. Daddy, that's that close relationship that we can have with him. And, and have, you, have you put your faith in Jesus Christ? Can you go to God as your daddy? Can you talk to him with that intimacy? That's the relationship he wants for us. He wants it so much that he gave his son to die for us. Romans 5.8 says, But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still his enemies, while we were still sinful, while we were still in rebellion against God, he sent his son, Jesus, to die for us. He gave his only son so that we could become his sons and daughters, his children. Have you put your faith in Jesus Christ? And then he goes on to say, back to Matthew, I'm sorry, Mark 14, 36, he says, Abba, Father, everything is possible for you. And this is a really important thing to understand when we go to prayer. That, that God is in control. That we can put our faith in our Father because He is in control. Remember back in Mark 10 when we were uh, studying that a little while ago. In Mark 10 verse 27 when Jesus said to them, He was teaching them and He said, Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but not with God. All things are possible with God. That's the, 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 the faith that we have to have in God. He is in control. Faith in our Father. It's vital as we talk about biblical surrender. We're going to be talking, this is what we're focusing on, biblical surrender. As we talk about biblical surrender, it's very important that we understand that. The reason that Jesus could surrender to the Father, the reason that we can surrender to our Abba, Father, is we know He's in control and we can trust Him. Very, very important that we, we understand that He loves us and he's in, he has the power, and we can trust him wherever he's taken us. I take the kids on a lot of walks, and, and, and especially in the woods, and, and the little ones, the bigger ones are fine. They can jump the creek or run through the creek, but the little ones get all nervous, especially little D. And I, and, and I, D will, will come to the creek, and there'll be this scary creek there, and I'm like, come on, you can wait across. I go, no, she's like, it's a cry. Uh, give me your hand, and, and I'll take her hand, and I'll, we'll walk over a log, you know, she'll be following me out across the log. Some are a little high, but mom's not there. But, uh, or she'll, well, well, you know, or the water's, you know, the, the water looks too deep, but I'll take her hand and say, you can do it, walk. And she walks into it, and it's kind of deep for her. But, but, uh, but, you know, but the point is, once she takes my hand, I, I take her through that. that. That barrier, that scary place, that water. You know, we were just thinking about the deep waters. And that's, that's knowing God is in control. And he has a purpose. And we can trust him as vital as, as we take his hand, our daddy's hand. And he takes us through the trials that are meant to grow us and to make us dependent on him and to keep our eyes focused on him. We've talked about this many, many times the last few weeks. And then he says, after this, he says, Abba, Father, everything is possible. Back to verse 36. And then he says, take this cup from me. Take this cup from me. I want to look at a parallel passage real quick. Matthew 26 
parallel passage, verse 39, where he says, Going a little further, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not what I will, but as you will. And that, take this cup from me. What cup is he talking about? The cross. He's talking about the cross. Take the, this cross, the cross from me. Facing a cross. Anybody here facing crosses? We all have to carry crosses continually, don't we? Heard a couple testimonies about him this morning. But, but he says, take this cross. The cross was brutal. A lot of times we just see this wooden cross. Now we don't think many. But it was brutal. It was the most brutal form of execution ever invented by the, the Romans. It was brutal. And, and, but it was more than just dreading the physical suffering that Jesus is talking about when he says, take this cup from me. It's more than that. If you think, oh, he just didn't want to be crucified. And that, that's, that is part of it. He was human. Fully human, fully God, but yet it's much, much deeper. And so he also was taking something on himself when he went on that cross. Second Corinthians 5.21 says this. Second Corinthians 5.21, it says, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. He took, when he went on the cross, it's like the song we sing, the Jesus the Messiah song. He became sin who knew no sin so that we could become righteousness. In order for the sin to come off of us, it had to go somewhere. And the sin went on Jesus. When he went on that cross, he took every sin in history. Think of just, I said, it's like my sins. What if, I know it's hard enough, my sins. If he just took my sins on him. But think about Billions of people, every sin in history. Think of, think of the worst thing you've ever done or ever thought about doing. or The worst sin, that you, think of the shame of that worst sin that we've committed. I don't want to bring it all up. But, but, but all of that was piled on Jesus Christ on that cross. He took the sin of the world on himself. Everything on himself. Think of the horror of that. The sinless Jesus, the sinless Christ, taking all of that on himself. Think of the spiritual shock that he must have experienced. Think of the horrendous infection, you know. It just the picture of the horror of that. He took it on himself, and that's what he was facing. He was taking it, but he did it so that we could be righteous. He, by putting our faith in him, it comes off of us and onto him, onto the cross. And not only that... He not only took the, the sin, all of our sin, billions of people, our horrendous sins on himself, but he also took God's wrath. The wrath that we should have faced. God's wrath for every sin, for every injustice, for every wrong done. He took, it, he took God's wrath on himself. And in order to do that, he had to be separated from the Father. Separated from his Father. In Mark 15, 34, it says this. Jesus on the cross, and at the ninth hour, Jesus cried in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That was even the worst part. His father, his, his daddy, that he had been intimately bound to from eternity. 
rejected him. That's the cup that Jesus is talking about. And that's why he asked the father to take it from him. Think of the grief. If you've lost a parent or if you've lost a child, you know grief. You know the grief, but times that by a billion. Times that by eternity. And that's what Jesus experienced on the cross. And that's why he prays. Take this cup from me. Now, Jesus came to die on the cross. That's why he came. And yet, even though he knew that was the plan, and even though he came for that purpose, he still asked God to find another way, if possible. If possible. What do we see from that prayer? It's okay to pray honestly. It's okay to pray and share our human desire. It's okay. Even when we know, probably, God's not going to go along with this. Even when we know that God has a purpose in the cross that we're facing. Even though deep down, we know what the answer is going to be. We know where this is all headed. Even though it's still okay to pray honestly to God. God, I know you've given me this trial. And I know there must be some reason, because you're my daddy. But I don't like it. And if possible, it would be great if I could go to plan B. It's okay to pray that, you know, honestly. We all have trials, right? We can all relate. God's called us to face some very difficult things in, as a church, as, as, uh, as individuals. Think about what they're facing in the Philippines. That's just one thing. They already went through the terrorism and the war, that city. They already went through the flood, and now they got the fire. It's okay to share our desires as long as we end with, yet not as I will, but as you will. Matthew 26, 42, another parallel verse. Look at what it says here. In Matthew 26, 42, he says, He went away a second time and prayed, My father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. Three times he actually prayed that prayer. Three times. Yet not what I will, but what you will. It's biblical surrender. Biblical surrender. Jesus prayed for a way of escape three times. Yet each time, what did he do? He submitted to the will of the Father. You ever pray multiple times for God to take something away? Maybe a temptation in your life? Maybe a trial in your life? Maybe a struggle? We all have things. We, maybe a difficult boss, a difficult coworker. We all have things we pray and ask God to take away. And at the end, it's, it's submitting to God's will. And this is biblical surrender. This is true faith. Not the word of faith guys you see on TV, these word of faith guys, you know, they, they you could, should be healthy and wealthy, and if you're a Christian, and it's just send me money and you'll be even wealthier. And, and they, the word of faith teaching, most of these guys, are, they're false teachers, but they teach that, because I remember I was in a Bible, I was with a pastor's group one time of these guys, and, and, and they were 
saying, never end a prayer in if it's your will, God. Never end that prayer because that's a lack of faith. If you say, if it's your will, God, please heal this or do this or that, if it's your will, that's a lack of faith. And you won't get that prayer answered. No, you must claim what you want. God has to do it. If you have enough faith, God has to act on it. They were teaching, I mean, and I, and I remember saying to the guys, well, I guess Jesus just didn't have enough faith then because he always ended up with that, if it's your will, God thing, you know, and uh, they didn't like me. They threw me out of the group. But anyway, that's a whole other story. They literally threw me out of the group. But, uh, but faith, it's not that word of faith, false teaching. It's also not fatalism. True faith is not fatalism. Fatalism, faith is different from fatalism, which, which hinders prayers of true faith. Fatalism says, it doesn't matter what I pray, no matter what I do, God's just going to do what he wants anyway, it doesn't matter. That's fatalism, that's not faith. No, true biblical faith keeps trusting, keeps persevering, keeps praying, keeps wrestling in prayer. Because why do we keep praying even though we're, we're wrestling with this? Why? Because we know God loves us. Our Abba loves us. Our Daddy loves us. And He will work everything out according to His plan. Even if we make the mess of it, God works all things together for good, right? Because he's going to work it all together for His perfect plan. And as we continue to pray, and what is prayer? Talking to God. Right? As we continue to pray, talking to God, He'll show us what his will is. As he's talking back to us, we'll understand what his will is and we surrender to that. You know, we don't, we don't pray to get God to do what we want. A lot of people think that's what we do. We pray to get God to do what we want. That's not what we, that's not what prayer is. Telling God what we want, prayer is finding out what does God want. What does he want for our life? And once, as we're in this conversation with him and we're wrestling with him, sharing our desires, but also listening to what he's coming back with. Just like you talk to your parents, Mom, Dad, I want this. And they say, no, you can't have that. And you wrestle with it, and finally you've got to submit to your parents' will. Right? The same thing. We're wrestling because he wants what's best for us. And as we're wrestling with this, and we find out what he wants, once we find that out, then we submit to that, and we start to pray for that. We start saying, God, yes, please do this in my life. We're asking him to accomplish his will in our life. That's surrendering. Mark 14, 36. If you don't have this memorized, memorize it. It's one of those we have to have memorized and to live it. Abba, Father, he said, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. Biblical surrender. Can you pray that prayer? Can you call God your Abba, your Daddy, your Father? Have you ever put your faith in Jesus Christ? Have you ever acted on his love and received God's love through his son Jesus Christ? You can do that right now. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. You can believe on Jesus right now. You can give your life to him right now. You can give the, your sin, all the sin that you've carried, all the shame that you've carried, all the burdens that you've carried, you can give them to Jesus right now onto the cross. 
by repenting of that, turning away from it, saying, God, forgive me, I give it to Jesus. He'll put it on, on the cross. You can have the righteousness of Jesus Christ. You can live a brand new life in Christ right now. Can you call God your Father? As, maybe you can. Maybe we're, we're Christians. You've already put your faith in Christ. But do we realize he's in control? Are we trusting the love of the Father? Are we angry? Are we upset? We're holding, just as you heard the testimony, we're mad at God about something? Or do we, or because of a crisis, because of a cross we're facing? Or are we trusting the Father? Knowing that he loves us. Believing there's some eternal good in what he's accomplishing us. Think of the cross. Some eternal good in what he's, the cross that he's giving us. Think of the cross of Jesus Christ. What, what looked like a worse mess? What could be worse than Jesus dying on that cross? And yet, on the other side of the cross is the resurrection. On the other side are the blessings that we have received. That, that the world has received because of that cross. And that's the picture that each one of us, we face that cross, but there's an other side to it. And that we can't see maybe till eternity. But because he submitted to God's plan, because Jesus trusted his purpose, we are blessed and the world is blessed. And that's a picture for us. Will we surrender to Jesus? Will we surrender? Maybe you haven't put your faith in Christ. What's keeping you from surrendering? What sin? What struggle? What what in your life is keeping you? You say, I don't want to give this up. What's keeping you from surrendering to Jesus Christ? And as Christians, what's keeping us from surrendering to God's plan and God's purpose, including the pain? What do we need to surrender? Maybe it's a temptation, a sin. Maybe it's a person, place, or thing. Maybe it's a plan for our life. That Maybe it's a goal for our life that we're hanging on to. And it's not God's goal. How is God speaking to us about spiritual surrender today? How is the Holy Spirit... Speaking to us through God's word. Maybe you're here today and you've never acted on God's love. You've never received God's gift of love. You've never surrendered your life to Jesus. But the Holy Spirit is speaking to you right now. And you know there's no way you can walk out these doors today without giving your life to Jesus. Becoming a new creation in Christ. There's not one thing you can do about it. There's not one thing you can do to earn this. All you can do is surrender. By putting your faith in Jesus. It's a prayer of surrender, a prayer of faith. And you can pray it right now. God hears the prayers of our heart and you can pray it right now to him. God, I don't want to carry out sin and shame and all the garbage in my life. I don't want to walk out these doors with that. I put it on the cross. I repent. I ask you to forgive me. Because I'm putting my faith 
in Jesus, your son, what he did on the cross for me. I'm putting my faith in him. His death, his resurrection, I'm putting my faith in him. I give my life to Jesus. If you've prayed that prayer of surrender, something amazing has happened to you. You will never be the same. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he has become a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. You're a brand new person, and you're going to be in for the shock of your life. It's an adventure. You can now talk to God as your daddy. Maybe you've never had a, a, a loving father, but you can now, now you do. You can talk to God, the father, as your loving daddy about anything at any time, knowing that he cares about us and loves us and wants what's best for us. And he wants to talk to us. He wants to hear us and speak back to us. Heart to heart. If you've given your life to Jesus, I want to encourage you to let somebody know. Maybe you have a friend or a family member here. If you don't, tell me on the way out. Fill out the card, stick it in the box. Text, call. Let somebody know so that we can be encouraged and excited for you and encourage you and help you grow in your new faith. For those of us who are already Christians, how is the Holy Spirit speaking to us? Surrendering our life to Jesus is just the first step, and then it's daily surrender. In order to see God's power at work in our life, his transforming power, and the love of Christ touching other people, it's a surrender. It's a daily surrender. It's a minute-by-minute surrender. Maybe there's something really big. The Holy Spirit is banging on the door of our heart right now about surrendering in something we haven't wanted to let him have full control over. But the Holy Spirit is speaking to us. Would you pray with me? God, please forgive me for not surrendering this. I I open my hands. I open my heart. I release this for you to use the way you want, to use my life to, to work in me the way you want to work. Father, I know that our flesh doesn't want to surrender what we want to do, but Lord, I, I do know too when we do, and we experience your love and we experience your power. And we see how you touch others through us. It's just nothing like it. I pray that each of us would know the joy and the fulfillment and the peace of daily surrender. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.